Welcome back to another episode of Dystopia Now. I'm your host, Nick Hinton. I am a researcher, a world-famous author, also a podcaster, an artist, a musician. And my co-host here is with me today, Maverick Matthews. He's divorced. Uh, He's homeless, kind of. He's borderline homeless. And, um, yeah, he... I don't know, I don't think he has a job either, so... Anyways, thank you for listening to this episode. All the things that we like and hate and fear, they're all there on the internet. They're a projection of our limbic system. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically, opposed to secret societies... We're going to keep pushing back the frontier of space and keep opening new doors of discovery, opportunity, and progress. The stories won't be science fiction. The United States government has issued a civil warning for all citizens of the United States. This is not a drill, and this is not a test. Okay, I will destroy you. I try to convince people to slow down. Slow down AI. To regulate AI. This was futile. Welcome back to another episode of Dystopia Now. I am your host, senior news correspondent Maverick Matthews, and with me in the field is senior field correspondent Nick Hinton. Nick, what have you got for us today? Okay, sorry, I'm really sad. So, uh... uh, (laughs) There's there's no news. Yeah, no problem, Tony. So I got a little bit of a news... News headline. We're only going to do one news headline today, folks. But this only is one. Coming coming straight out of Newsweek. Barack Obama cites article about GOP's Tudor Dixon being eaten by zombies. What? <laughs> I don't know. I have to read it. This is actually in Newsweek. Yes, I promise. Zombie narrative continued. Thank you. One of our top three subjects: zombies, aliens, AI. That's what we do here. Zombies, aliens, AI, oh my. <laughs> oh my. Former, pre- that's the, that's our shirt. They're only $100 a piece. There's only so- there's only three left. So if you're one of the 600 people <laughs> we really want to sell. I really need 300 bucks. Yeah. If you're one of the 600 people we want to sell these last three t-shirts to, then please <laughs> go to maverickmatthews.com and click the subscribe to t-shirt link. And donate $600, and we will send you one of these shirts. You guys can split it, actually. We'll cut it up into tiny little quilt pieces, and we'll number them. Yeah, we'll cut your T-shirt up into little pieces and send it to you, and you can sew it back together and wear it. No, no, that, no. That'd be fun, too, though. No, Tony, we send send everyone a different piece. Maybe we send them a little piece of the T-shirt. Is this an idea? Yeah, so we send everyone a different piece, and then everyone everyone from all over the world meets up, and they sew the shirt together, and then someone gets to wear it. Or they all share. Yeah, and then they have to take turns wearing the shirt. That's that's what love is. If you if you really want to be part of a tribe, take turns wearing the shirt. Okay, so let's let's dive right back into this. But it let's just dive. Make sure you've hit <laughs> like, like, let's dive back into this. Let's dive right back in this, but make sure you've hit the like button, make sure you've hit the subscribe button, and make sure that you've checked out every single one of our previous videos before you continue to <laughs> and like all of those too. And uh, Hit the subscribe button, because that really does make... Leave a comment and hit the subscribe <laughs> button. 
<laughs> leave leave a bunch of emojis in the comments, please. Preferably heart ones or funny faces. Or my favorite, or, the eggplant with a big circle. I like those. Yeah, the eggplant is a hot one right now. Um, so anyways, Barack Obama, former President Barack Obama, quipped about Michigan GOP governational candidate Tudor, Tudor Dixon's past role in the horror film. While campaigning in Key Rust Belt, so this is about Hold on. while campaigning this. where? Right. What? While campaigning where? While campaigning in the Key Rust Belt state on the Saturday. The Key Rust Belt, Rust. Okay, you need to enunciate. While campaigning in the Key Rust Belt state with his transgender partner Michael. While campaigning in the Key Rust Belt state. With his transgender partner, Michael, currently known as Michelle. Listen, Tony, we're, we're not Dude, they kids, killed, we're not they killed, Yeah, no, Listen, they killed, what was her name? Joan Rivers for outing. And she's like, everybody knows. Everybody knows it's a tranny. Why is she done like that? Like, well, yeah, because that's what she did. She's got, she just doesn't care anymore. Watch her, Listen, watch no. her when she walks up the stairs in that interview. Everyone knows that Michael's a tranny. And do you think that the country will see the first, the United States will see the first gay president or the first woman well, we president? We already have it with Obama, so let's just calm down. Got it. You know Michelle is a tranny. I'm sorry, she's a what? A transgender. We all know. Oh my gosh. You really think they killed her for it? Do you think they killed Fuck her? Fuck yeah. Do you think they killed her to to make conspiracy theorists more crazy? They're like, look, look, look. Well, and they, really, they killed Joan her because you can't. She, I think she, she had. Like, I think she had first age fucking nine thousand. So no. say whatever you want. No, dude. I think she had first person information, and they were like, okay, <clears throat> this is a real problem. She was one of the only celebrities to go on record being like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to keep secrets anymore. She really was. She was. She was at that point in her life where she was like, "I don't care. I don't care anymore." Who are some other examples of people like that that you think? The people who didn't care. Yeah, like anymore, and they just started saying shit, and then. I'd have to think about it. Who who comes to mind for you? Well, John McAfee, but I think that he might have been an agent because he lurked at Lockheed, and he was just—I don't know, man. Like, there's some things. That's that like, he's a good example. About that. Anybody else? Anybody else? Um, people who are just like whatever. Oh, Isaac Cappy. Isaac Cappy, okay. Literally lost his mind on Instagram Live and said, "QAnon's a psyop, and there's people sex trafficking kids in Hollywood." And Whoa. then he was found pushed off a bridge. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I had first person yeah. knowledge uh, this weekend. I was working on a movie in Hollywood uh, that was being shot in Portland, and I have first person knowledge of. Uh, a guy who was living this, in an apartment. This happened. I literally learned this this week. A guy. Is this who's, right after you changed three families' tires? No, this that that happened up in Idaho at my ranch. This was I was working in Hollywood this last week, and I had first person knowledge of a guy who was living in an apartment complex. And it turns out that his landlord, uh, <clears throat> her son, was sex trafficking children out of the building. Like like SWAT Jesus. team kicked in the door. The entire deal. So like the idea that these. Pedo rings are happening around Hollywood. I literally got another first-person confirmation this week. Yeah, I mean, I think it's true. But I you think... don't have to think. I, I got a first per- – I trust this guy implicitly. 
Right. This guy was just living in an apartment as a bro deal, and they had to move out of the entire building because the entire building was shut down. Because Jesus, SWAT... how do you not notice shit like that happening? Well, because he's just living in an apartment, and they're doing it out of, like, a, I don't know, the basement or whatever. Like, listen, yeah. these people aren't stupid. They're sneaky. You know, they know, you know to do this at the right hours when no one's awake. They know how to do it. It's not like they're – it's not like these children are – coming in and out of the building they're just running the operations out of the building so like you know they're doing the I mean, money there they're this doing is more, the... this is morbid but like they have to keep them quiet and shit no, no no there weren't children at the building this guy was just doing the business from the building oh okay. and he was so the guy who was decentralized in... right so he was the guy who was in charge of it okay and they kicked in his door and he fucking ran into my buddy's apartment with a gun to try to hide. But my buddy is like a jujitsu expert. And so he fucking kicked his ass and threw him into the hallway. And then the SWAT team came in. It's a crazy story. But the bottom line is, if people don't think this kind of thing is happening, I am absolutely here to tell you that it is. And... Yeah, well, wasn't people from Nixon, like, who were directly involved in Hollywood and Scientology, they were in trouble for, was that sex trafficking? I mean, I know that well, there listen, is... Well, the, the, like, here's, here's the only point I want to make, Tom. The only point I want to make is there's a lot of people out there who believe that these kinds of things don't happen, who believe that the satanic panic of the, you know, whenever the 80s or the 90s or whenever that happened, they think it was just a panic. There are a right. lot of normies out there who don't believe that there are cabals of people trafficking in children in our country. And right. all so that matters is all that matters is there definitely are. And the yeah, detail so the, thing, the details are irrelevant. The thing about the satanic panic is I think there was a lot of false narrative spun and thrown into the mix to discredit the real stuff. But guess what? That's always how horrible things are marginalized is by yeah. adding a lot of extra information and being like, no, nah, this couldn't have been real. Look, it's been so exaggerated. I just don't think <clears> – <throat> it's not that I think. I can tell you 100% first person, not that I've ever been privy to any illegal information, but I will tell you that first person sources have come to me and given me information that's credible and the you know police organizations have backed it up. Intelligence organizations have backed it up when you see kind of press releases that they make. I can tell you unequivocally that the darkest things that people worry about happening in our country are definitely happening. Yeah, and, there, and the only point I'm trying to make is there are normies out there trying to pretend that these things aren't happening. And all you have to do is go look at the FBI statistics on, on kidnapped children. You yeah, know? or, yeah, I mean, not to make it like whimsical but how many people go missing in national parks i feel like that's part of it that's a tiny part mostly it's foster care it's children that don't have anybody to look after them or to care when they go missing yeah that's true yeah sorry i was for some reason i was thinking okay so i know that the well i'm pretty sure the statistic is like eight hundred thousand people on average go missing a year but that's not just National parks. That's all together. Well, yeah, no, that's an absolute correct statistic. It's somewhere between the eight and nine hundred thousand uh, mark, and and that's a lot. And so when you adjust that for um, kidnappings associated with custody battles, which is where like one parent kidnaps a child, which is a real thing that happens, and I can tell you personally, 
that that's a real thing that happens. When you adjust the statistics for like the parental kidnapping thing, it ends up being around 400,000 children go missing every year in our country. Jeez. And that's that's not small potatoes, man. That's that's an no. obscene fucking number. That's not a nothing number. Those are real humans. They're being tortured and imprisoned. And this is far worse. You know, those are adjusted statistics, Tone. And all you have to do is a little research to realize that that's a real fucking number, man. And it boggles the mind to realize that that's a real number. No, I know. It boggles the fucking mind. And and so like wow this is this isn't very entertaining content super heavy, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I, listen I'm sorry like part of what we do here we lampoon the things that are serious but at the same time, ultimately I I want to have a positive contribution on this world and I I know that you do, and fuck man that's not fake like we're living in a hellscape. And if you don't believe that, then you're not looking at it from the perspective of any one of those 400,000 children. Look, okay, at it from, look at it from their perspective. Moving on. Yeah, moving on, Tones. Uh, sorry, it's just really heavy. Heavy. Um, so but... I, listen, what's a dignified way to transition out of that? I don't know. But I'm going to allow us to transition out of that reality because we have to, because it's not going to serve anybody to be like, hey, but look, I have to tell our listeners and the public, if you if you feel weird about anything you ever encounter, fucking become an activist and speak up, do something about it. And, you know, if you see something weird, don't run away from it. Go towards it. Find out what the fuck is going on. Because that's how we fix this country. And you know how else we fix this country? Not believing in zombies, Tones. Yeah, so I have good news about that. Good news about but zombies? Uh, so zombie pigeons are in the UK right now. That's the good news. Good. Mystery I'm glad bird, they're not, I'm glad they're not here. Mystery is turning living birds into zombies. Glad they're not here. Yeah, just, just Europe. Uh, birds infected with the virus will usually die within a few days, but this is long enough for it to keep spreading between birds. So not really a zombie virus. It's just, you know, they like using the word zombie. More like a zombird. Yeah, like a zombird. Or <laughs> uh, zombies around in nature. Viruses and parasites can cause real-world zombification. Not news, but they keep reposting this article for some reason. Madonna dressed up like a zombie, of course. You know, got a... It's Halloween. Yeah, it's Halloween. Madonna Anyways. basically is a zombie. What? I mean, Madonna basically is like 340 years old. She basically is a zombie. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, isn't she? She's, she's getting close to 340, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Hitting the big 340 over the hill, you know? Congratulations, Madonna. You're 340 years old. Here's coming from Forbes. Hollywood zombie space aliens and Egyptian mummies gather at Jordan Winery Halloween party. This is news. This is news tones. Yeah, but they say Halloween, so they could say anything. I know, but this is just funny. It's like, who cares about that? Thank you, Bro, thank you for letting us know that rich people are partying. 
Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. Are they having, wait, are they having fun? Yeah. I, I didn't are they having fun and we're not? FOMA. FOMA. <laughs> Fear of missing a hat. It's FOMO. FOMZA. Fear of missing zombies? Fear, fear of missing my wallet. <laughs> that, that happens after a long Saturday night. Am I right, Tom? <laughs> Only if you're a clown time. <laughs> uh, um. So what do we? What do you got in the news, Tony? Here's. I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked, Tony. I'm glad you, this never happens. This never happened before. I'm glad you asked, Tony. Here's what's happening in the news. I, I okay. In 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 current news, I watched a commercial today where Elmo talks about how awesome it was to get the jab because he's only three years old in the commercial, and his Elmo dad is like, "Oh, I'm really proud of you, cause you got the jab, and uh, you know the best way to protect little babies and the rest of society from COVID." is to fucking inject yourself with an experimental bullshit medication from Big Pharma. It was the most disgusting commercial I've ever seen in my life, and it made me angry, and I realized that we live in a hellscape where they're trying yeah, to inject it, children with poison to make money. It's unfortunate they're appropriating good old Jim Henson's work like that. You know, what a guy. I guarantee you that the 70s pioneer of... <clears throat> of literally of you know taking puppeteering and a fringe art form into <laughs> into the mainstream into the, the mainstream media what the creepiest art form yeah I but love, like, like it's actually really like, cool it's really cool that he was so passionate about it and i don't think he had a i don't think he had malice in his heart you know i don't think he had a negative agenda i don't think he was like trying to hurt people I think, I think he was, he I think he was just a, like a fucking artist. And he was like, yeah, let's get weird. You know? Well, yeah, he was trying to channel aliens. So, I mean. Yeah. And the dark crystal is like basically the most beautiful movie ever made. Not, but. <laughs> Bro, you still have to, I wish we had video on this podcast. By the way, <laughs> look down below, hit like and subscribe for me. But, okay, so if, we, if we did have a video segment right now, we would cut to a scene of limbo. This creepy fucking face that Jim Henson created. Look, so you don't you don't have to have a link. Just say, hey, 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 gang, go go Google, go use the Brave search browser because you're such a brave person. It's definitely not tracking <coughs> you. It's definitely not some kind of psyop. You're brave. Go use the Brave browser. <coughs> go use the Brave browser and search up the movie Limbo by Jim Henson. No, it's not a movie, but yeah, just search up like a clip of Limbo. What is it? And, what uh, is it then? It's not a movie. What? Uh, I think it was just an experimental side project. It's like a few videos. It's not yeah, a movie, it's totally but... normal for people to pretend that they're trapped in a cube. No, no, no. That's well. Well, that's another thing. Yeah, he had this movie called Cube, where there's a man cube. trapped in a cube. Right. Of yeah. course, that's a very good name for that movie. Yeah, and the main character's name, get this, is the man in the cube, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he's trapped in this cube. And um, when he gets in there, there's this janitor that comes in. And he's like, hey, would you like a seat? And he's like, yes, like I'm trapped in this cube. And he fucking sit down. <laughs> I'm trapped in this cube. I'd love to sit down. So he gives him uh, like a chair and he wipes just strawberry jam on it. And he's like, what? I can't sit in this. 
And then throughout the movie, or throughout, yeah, this this one's a movie. Yeah, God forbid so he wipes it off. What a pussy. What's his deal? I mean, if you're trapped in a cube, come on. Bro, you have a hand. Up. You can't wipe off the chair before you sit down? What the fuck? You're probably just going to be more weirded out than anything because you're in a what cube. What do I do but... with this jam on my hand? So, and then after that, there's this, uh, I don't know, a bunch more people come in. They make fun of them. Uh, there's like a music, there's a bunch of, there's a band that comes in and they play annoying music and they annoy the crap out of them. And then you don't, have to, like you don't a, have to give us the, 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 the synopsis, of the whole movie. Just what do you think it means tone to be so trapped the, in a cube? According to Jim Henson, there's a party and then it turns out to be an apparition inside of his brain. And then a doctor comes in and tells him he's hallucinating or on a television show. And then a monk comes in. Okay, and he's listen, like, hey, you're just giving on. us no, a no, summary, no, Tony. This is the last part. This is the last part. A monk comes in and he's like, Here's a magical orb. If you meditate with this, you'll get out of the cube. And then he finds out the orb is just strawberry jam. <laughs> and so and, and then and then he's finally allowed out. And when he finally gets out, he's like, Is anything real? So he cuts himself to see if he's real and he licks his blood and it's strawberry jam. And so anyways, yeah, the whole movie's pretty fucked up and um Is I it think two hours just, long? No, it's like an hour. That's not a movie. It's a television movie. <laughs> Not, this is a made for TV show. Yeah, made for television, straight to movie or straight to television movie. Straight like, to television, remember, mind programming. So remember Sci Fi Channel? They had a lot of those. But anyways, um, <laughs> Mind Fi. So anyways, mind I Pro? don't know what that movie's about. I think it's about uh, how people feel today, where they're completely out to lunch, mentally checked out, disassociated, and feeling trapped inside their phones. Yeah, the cube. I love it. And our phones are really made of strawberry jam. Thanks for letting us know, yeah. Tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I mean, internet. The internet is like La La Land. I mean, there's, you don't know what's real on there. You're reading all these different news articles. And you're like, what is real anymore? Am I real? I mean, what's the difference between La La and Jam Jam? Is a real question. It's a good point, Tony. I guess what I'm trying to say is that. Uh, Everything I said <laughs> is wrong now because, <laughs> because of that. Um, yeah, I guess like our, uh, our our whole thesis here is is have a lot of carbohydrates tomorrow because they're really going to destroy your body and not going to serve no, I, you nutrition. I, and make sure you cover it with jam because that will feed the cancer growing inside you. And there's no real reason for you to even be a human because like – you're going to deny Mother Nature and the fact that you need to eat protein and it's really inconvenient to kill animals even though Mother Nature created the system and we want to deny it. So, like, just have butter and jam. Why not? And a toast. Well, I, I think the whole point of this really is that Jim Henson was a weirdo for making kids' cartoons but then being like, ought to make a movie about a cube guy. And then also he created this limbo thing, which I was telling you, he put in Sesame Street, but it was too creepy, so they took it right out. Like, the kids were like, this is fucked. And... Um, yeah, well, so listen, Henson, if you watch... He was just in a whole bunch of weird stuff. He used to go to channeling sessions. He was reading the Seth material with Jane Roberts, and he's just kind of a freak. And these are the people that create television shows for kids. Is what, I guess that's my point. Well, I mean, if you watch The Dark Crystal and you, you, you watch the scenes where it's like... Um, only the emperor can drink your essence, slave. Ah. I mean, that kind of thing is totally normal. 
you know. Bro, did you watch did you watch Never Ending Story when you were a kid? Of course. And it scared the living shit out of my brain. Same like, here, dude. There's a part Especially- of me that believes did you ever watch uh The Last Unicorn? No, I've never heard of that. Well, there's another one for you to go research. So my point is this. I absolutely do acknowledge that in this time period of the 1970s, early 80s, people were actually pushing the boundaries of human consciousness and what it meant to explore media and to do acid and to you know integrate cartoons and Muppets and, and all these really cool... I have to tell you, I don't think the sum quotient of all those experiments in media were, was negative. I think they actually do serve a purpose. But I think that was a period, this is just Maverick talking, this is my personal opinion. I think yeah, that I was a, agree with that. I think that was a period where it was an extremely experimental stage and they didn't really know what it meant, you know. But they, they were like, you know, they're giving us permission to do this, let's fucking do it, you know. Well, sure. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I agree with that kind of like, I mean, I've done psychedelics and I, you know, I was like, yeah, let's do it. I didn't know what it was really about at the time. I have different beliefs on them than you do nowadays because. um, Well, because we've all been given the benefit of looking at them in hindsight, but they were all doing this in real time, man. You know, they were like, yeah, hey, you want to make a movie? And you're doing acid? Like, what kind of movie do you want to make? And, like, do you think if they let us do that kind of thing, we wouldn't make things that were equally as, like, bonkers? And then in 20 or 30 or 40 years, they'd look back at the Nick Hinton and Maverick Matthews movies and be like, these guys were demons? Bro, they they probably make, like, they if... probably would. No, yeah, I agree with that. That's, that's something about conspiracy theory culture that... I have found is kind of a problem is that once you get into that zone of thinking, automatically everything is a conspiracy. Like I have a lot of problems with people saying, Hey, you're wearing a 33 hat. So you must be a Freemason. I'm like, this just happened to me. My favorite number at the time when I took this photo and I bought this hat freaking like embroidered. Like I bought it like (laughs) personally made for me. And I thought it was a huge synchronicity because it ended up being $33.11. So I was like, oh, my God. But now all I want to do is change my fucking profile picture or get a new hat because it's just annoying. Don't do it. Don't don't get a new hat. (laughs) I actually did at one point, Tons. I got a 22 hat, but when I was living in the lost, I lost it in the ocean. (laughs) Because the ocean's the great equalizer. That's Mother Nature. I don't know where that 33 hat is either, to be honest with you. Right now I'm wearing my famous... uh, La Sandwicheria hats. All I'm going to say about, like, all this, um, you know, Nick, you know, uh, Nick Henson, Nick Henson, what's his name? Oh, Uh, my God, Jim Henson. Yeah, Nick Henson. uh, Yeah. (laughs) You like that? Uh, No. Yeah, sorry. It's all you, buddy. You made those crazy creatures. The emperor can drink your essence, (laughs) slave. Um, it's your fault that the emperor can drink your essence. What I'm saying is I actually do believe that I don't think this was a chaos agent. I think this was a person who was an artist in a time when it was a crazy time to be an artist. 
and he left a, a, an incredible legacy behind, and it's easy to misinterpret because there are so many hands touching his work. There's so many people now being like, hey, this is what Sesame Street is. That motherfucker's been dead for 20 or 30 years. Jim Henson? Yeah, and he's literally been dead for like 30 years. And they're I like, saw him the other day. Yeah, no, you didn't. At the, at the Jim Henson Museum. At the Jim Henson uh, gym. He was, going, he he was, was lifting going, weights at the Jim Henson gym. By the way, this is the Halloween episode. So Jim Henson was a ghost, and that's the one Halloween reference we'll make. Yeah, he was lifting weights at anyway, the Jim Henson gym. Anyway, anyways, hold on. I just want to say this real quick. It doesn't matter if people are in on it or not. You put enough chaos into the world, everyone becomes a chaos agent without even knowing it. I don't believe that this guy was a chaos agent. I think he was a true artist, and I think it's really easy to say that artists like Bukowski or Henson or anybody who's creating like seriously fringe shit, you, there's, it's really easy to marginalize them and say that these were chaos agents when they were just creating shit that the world had never seen before. And it's real easy to marginalize people who create things that the world's uncomfortable with and say, oh, these guys are just trying to fuck shit up because that's what chaos is, right? And I don't believe that narrative at all. I think these were I mean, absolutely sure. people who, like, go go watch the video. Like, listen, you go watch Kermit the Frog singing Somewhere Over the Rainbow and you be in the right mind state and try not to tear up. You, If you don't tear up, you're an absolute emotionless psychopath. Okay. Okay. And, okay. And, well, and that is an absolute. Hold on. This is. Hold on. I'm giving my editorial here, Nick. Um, you're you're an absolute. I don't even know what that fuck, means. You're an absolute fucking psychopath. Because if you don't cry to Kermit the Frog. No, like when he when he does somewhere over the rainbow, if you are not able to connect to the emotional experience that this person was creating, then you're dead inside. That's what I'm saying. And that's what psychopathy is. You don't have an emotionality or the emotional range that is healthy. And what I'm telling you is we live in a society where the national um, narrative is literally designed to make drones. And it is designed to create a dumbing down of your emotional resonance so that you don't feel things, whether they're good or bad. Negative emotions are just as valuable as positive emotions. Fear, uh, happiness, elation, sadness, all emotions serve a purpose. And the idea that we're trying to get rid of all of these um, uh, excessive, quote-unquote, emotions as something that you're not supposed to experience within the human condition, I absolutely reject. And I think that this guy was just a fucking... He was just a hippie who was like, yeah, let's fucking play with puppets and do weird things and, like, influence kids no. to be more creative. If, like, if I, I absolutely... destroy emotions, they still play the stuff... I absolutely stuff. reject the idea that Jim Henson was a negative influence on society. I absolutely reject that idea. And I okay. think that I think that he was a person who was trying to get people to embrace the range of emotional condition and the range of the human condition as something that needs to be explored and he absolutely added an incredible palette of colors through all of his fucking things to be like, hey, think about this weird stuff. Think about these things on the fringe. Think about these these crazy things. I don't think he was like I don't think he was a negative influence. I just I reject that completely. This guy was a okay, true I mean, artist. Okay, Tones. Um 
I guess I was just going to say, like, mid-rant that, you know, trapping people in a cube is not a new, wild, fringe idea. It's very ancient. Yeah, but, like, name me one person who made a movie about that before him. He's the first person to use media to explore these ideas. And that's fucking brilliant. I mean, I don't know any specific examples, but I don't think that's the first movie about about a cube. Doesn't matter, Um, man. If you can't cite sources, that's not scientific. All I'm saying is this was a guy who was exploring the true nature of his reality. And like when he did The Dark Crystal, he explores the narrative about a society that's built on creating good, about like harmony and singing. Like, ooh. Like all the positive beings in that movie, they want to just create the light. And the negative beings want to suck the light literally out of other beings. I'm sorry. I think this guy was. I think this guy was. You know that. What's that? Those beings merge with each other at the end and turn into one super being. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what we are. We have to learn to reconcile the good and the bad that exists with every person. I swear to God, man, I worship Jim Henson, and I think he was. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I have an altar of Kermit the Frog in Nick Hinton's bedroom, and I go there on Wednesdays. And I sit down with Duncan Trussell and Johnny Pemberton, and we sing psalms about what Jim Henson was. I'm throwing it out. Um, so I'm throwing anyways, it out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was wondering what all that shit was in my closet. Um, so we were talking about like. Okay, so anyways, like I was saying, you know, I don't think you have to be a chaos agent to put chaos into the world if there's enough chaos, chaotic shit influencing the way you think. But besides that, you know, that's what I mean by not everything's a conspiracy because when you look at the universe from very far away, it appears completely in order. When you look, <laughs> you can bar- it'd be funny you- if you said, then you can barely see it. Yeah, then you can barely see it. Exactly. So, so it, looks, it looks picture perfect, tones. But when you go inside you of someone's in like, tunnel... Tube. When you look inside of someone's tunnel vision, everything's chaotic and it seems to be like all unplanned <laughs> and, and all and all like, you know, out of their own free will and volition. But then people can say, oh, my God, you see all the coincidences that happened in this guy's life. That obviously means that this was all planned. So what I'm saying is that from the outside looking in, it's easy to say something has been ordered to be a certain way. But from someone's individual perspective, I don't think everyone actually knows what they're doing. They're just doing shit in the moment based on what's influencing them in that moment. And if there's enough chaotic shit around you, you're going to do some chaotic shit. That's all I'm trying to get to. And with that being said, if you were to make the most fucked up movie you could, what would it be, Tones? Me? Yeah. Well. Like, if you could do... If you could honestly, it would be dogs attacking thing. you in the background right now. What's happening? Well, there's a fucking skinwalker just walking in this backyard. My dog is actually losing it. Can you hear my dog? No. My dog's growling right now because you can hear what's happening. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. I'm being real professional. I'm taking a walk right now. No, that's okay. Real professional. And then Nick Hinton was eaten by dogs during this episode. Well, I, listen, Tony, I'm in the field, okay? I'm just oh. looking for stuff to report on. I like your stuff. In the... F- Senior field correspondent <laughs> Nick Hinton. I'm at the dog fight. Don't you like that our fucking uh, dystopian now show has broken down into being like, yeah, let's just dispense 
with these fucking stupid, <laughs> these stupid little, you know. Yeah, being, we're being lazy today, but okay. No, I'm so gonna like, edit this. I'll, I'll, I'll have segments, you know. I want to know though, what if you could make the most creative movie with unlimited funding possible? What would you make? Well, that's a great question. Uh, I would make a movie. Well, there's an ego movie, and then there's a, an like a. A contributing creative movie. endeavor movie. Yeah, a contributing movie. Which one do you want to hear about? I, so the ego movie, I assume it just can be about your life. So tell me no, the no, creative no, no. endeavor one. No, no, no. The ego movie would be called Yeti. <laughs> because I've had a script. Johnny Love, Johnny Love, the famous designer who just did the huge Halloween party in Los Angeles. You can go see the videos online. Just go to – just Google Johnny Love Halloween Party 2022. Uh <laughs> This sounds like an ego movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, but like that's a the 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 movie that he and I have been talking about for like literally five years, and we're we're gonna we're gonna we're considering pitching it to Legendary Pictures soon. Like that movie will probably get made, and that's like a, you know, that's a movie that's like entertainment. Bro, that'd be pretty epic to to have like an act like like to mix a realistic type narrative like a into the wild type thing or like some kind of. A, explore movie and then he yeah. ends up on top of a mountain with the yeti well it's more like um without giving uh, anything like, away it's like um what's that what's that leonardo dicaprio movie where he fights a bear revenant that's what i'm thinking of but with a yeti instead like that would be the big twist except it's called yeti so you would know well yeah exactly like the idea that it's historical and then we incorporate an aspect that is controversial I like that idea a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. So that's the ego movie, right? Because that's like a, an expression of my ego. It's not trying to forward society. I'm not trying to better anybody. It's it, you know, probably, it's just like an I'm ego movie. I'm probably make it first. You will. I'm probably gonna make it now. Now that I know what it is. Yeah, cool. I have to kill you. <laughs> yeah, <it's> a, <laughs> the <laughs> today in dystopia now. <laughs> Maverick Dystopia. makes threats of death. And new movies coming out. So, anyways, um, the creative endeavor one. The creative endeavor one would be a documentary, um, just charting the nature of the American decline. Because, as a person who's constantly traveling our country, I've I done you this. Say constipated. Yeah, as a person who's super constipated emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I have all these feelings I need to get out, and um, right. I really have been traveling our country for the last twenty, going on almost twenty-five years. And yeah, you don't want to show your age. You don't want to say thirty. No, I'm a, I'm a th I'm three hundred years old, Tone. I'm not afraid. <laughs> so okay, I'm a vampire. So I'm a traveler too, you know. I'm a, I'm 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 I can I I can turn. All right, into sorry, a, I'm just doing what you do to me. I'll let you finish. I can turn into a bat. So, as a person who has actually been traveling our country, <laughs> and I didn't plan on this, man. I tried to become stable. I was like, hey, I'm going to get this ranch in North Idaho. I'm going to be here. Life was just like, no, you're not. You're going to keep traveling, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I've done 3,000 miles in the last month, and I didn't. you ever just feel not at home, Tony, no matter where you are? I am at home on this planet, Bubba. And as long as I have a, 
a place to sleep and some food and the stars above me. I, you know, this sounds weird to a lot of people, and I know I, I'm, I'm just now, after 20 years, understanding 30, that my life 30 should, years. 35. After 365 years, <laughs> I am just now starting to understand that my life's trajectory is not normal. But I have literally been on the road a lot. And so for me, <laughs> to be in one place... And be taken care of in that place and to have a place to, you know, have dinner, a place to go poo-poo, a place to have, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's the most important. I can't poop anywhere besides my diaper, so. <laughs> my diaper. Yeah, as long as I have my die die <laughs> And as long as I have um, a space that's mine. And you know what weird in a weird way when you when you become a vagabond do you know what becomes the space that's yours it, it your car it, no man it literally gets whittled down farther and farther and you're like okay I don't have a car what's mine okay oh, it's my sleeping bag okay I don't have my sleeping bag right now okay it's this blanket okay I don't have this blanket okay it's my clothes do you know what it gets whittled down farther and farther to your Jim Henson closet at my house your body and then you're God, like, I okay, you, I thought you'd like that. It's just me here, and I have to fall asleep, and I'm cold, and I'm gonna figure out what's gonna cover me. I'm gonna be here, and and I'm under the stars. I'm under the cloak of the universe, and I will wake up tomorrow. And you know, I might be uncomfortable. It might not be fun, but I'm still here in me, and I will go forward. Well, you're welcome to stay at the Jim Henson closet, but I feel you, Tony. I definitely understand. <laughs> I like that you have responsibility over the Jim Henson closet. <laughs> Funny thing. Look, we keep the puppet of Kermit the Frog there. You might like it. See, Tony, I'm a star seed, so I, I <laughs> my, my my home planet is Gliese 580C, Cranston and... 486. Yeah, that's that's another one that another one I pa- I've had like one billion past lives. I have I've had I've had a hundred of planets. <laughs> All right, so what's this fucking movie about, anyways? Are you crying? Yeah, it's just me crying. It's like a, it's black and white, and I, my I've I have my face painted like a clown, and then like the tears are like running the clown makeup, and I'm like. Burr. Just putting pepper on your steak and you run out and you're like, no. Yeah, it's very like, uh, you know, film noir, French style. Yeah. And it's just like a clown sitting at a table cutting up a steak and eating pieces of a steak and like cr- and crying. You know, that's yeah. basically it. That's really cool. Um, yeah, so if I were to do hey, it. It's going to cost a million dollars. So if you want to donate, go to our Patreon at www.maverickmatthews.com and click on the tip jar. And, you know, donate a million dollars. That really help us just, make this movie. Just a million. But yeah, like, that's all we're asking. It's so reasonable. Also, also leave a comment because it really helps with the algorithm. <laughs> um, so. Subscribe. Subscribe and like because that really does also help with the algorithm. Actually subscribe, then hit the unsubscribe button. Hit subscribe again. Do that like three <laughs> times. So Because the algorithm will think that there's a lot of people subscribing <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Subscribe and unsubscribe and subscribe and unsubscribe again. That, that's really what helps. You're going to short circuit the YouTube 
uh, fucking AIs. And that lady who's in charge, Susan, I think that's her name. She's like, what? She's like, what the fuck is going on? Where did she come right up with that? Table. That lady who's in charge. <laughs> Bro, that is next level shit. <laughs> You know, you guys know the lady who's in charge of YouTube, Susan. She really, you know, when she looks at whether or not you like what we're doing, and if you actually leave a comment and a dollar, like just one dollar, then Susan goes, "Wow, these I'm gonna promote this and give them a million followers." I'm not sure if you know that, but that's how it works. Yeah, just ask Mr. Beast. So, <laughs> I so I made a movie. I, I don't know if this is going to be Why do I far, feel but... like you only asked me so that you could give... I can't wait to hear what you have to say. <laughs> I, I didn't do that, but I wanted to make it seem yes, like that. Yes, you did. Okay, so... Uh, if I were to make a movie, I would, I would do like a... Have you ever been in one of those 4D movies where it like shakes the seat around and you get sprayed with water? That is called being arrested by the police, Tones. And that's not a movie. Yeah, life was a movie last night. I got arrested. So fucking, you've never been to one of those though. It's at like Universal Studios. Yeah, where they Studios. spray you down with water and the dogs are growling and then they put you in chains and then they like tones. get on the Let ground and then they, they touch your butt and they look for drugs, that kind of thing. I already let you talk to me about Kermit for an hour. So let me tell you my movie. In my movie, so like I'm telling you that I don't know if you've ever been to one of these things, but they literally have seats that'll move you around. And they spray smells at you. If you were a kid my age, you might have gone to the Rugrats movie, okay? Do you know about Rugrats? <laughs> Do you know about Rugrats? I've heard that there are rats under the rug. No, it's little babies. And yeah, they can I talk, know. Little babies under the rug and they want to kidnap them. I get it. Well, guess who kidnaps the babies is giant reptilian that looks like Godzilla. Great. So anyways, if I had a movie, I think I would just spray people, not with water, but with like nanobots. And then they go inside their brains and project the movie through their neurons. And they would just live inside the movie. It would actually just be a replay of Jim Henson's uh, The Cube. <laughs> awesome. I won't be buying a ticket. <laughs> I, don't, I don't tell people what the name is when they walk in. Yeah, we don't tell them what we're going to do to them. They're just trapped there. Dude, what if that's what's happening to us now, Tony? We're just in a movie theater. Uh, yeah, the Absolute Cranston Theater just of the world. Welcome to Absolute Cranston Theater of the world. Friday in Tampa, you and all of your friends can come and be exposed to the Super Cranston Annihilator. <laughs> what is the Cranston Annihilator? <laughs> I don't know. Gets rid of it something. Just shakes you up like a fucking <laughs> yeah, protein just, shake. No, like a fucking stupid egg in a shell. And by the time you open the eggshell, it's just fucking blended. Just goop. Yep. Just gloop. Yeah, it, it's like it, it's literally like one of those carny rides called the zipper, where they just like flip you around and like try to destroy your fucking physical body and turn it into a gel. Listen, Tony. Do you think carnivals are creepy? Um, I wouldn't go to a carnival if my goddamn life depended on it. Why? Are you serious? Yo, I'm serious as a heart attack. I don't trust those people at all. Like, even if, like, one of, like, not one of, sorry. Yeah, like, listen, I'm not going to lie to you. If your lady was like, I want to go to a carnival. I'll I'll go there, and I'll throw darts at the balloons, and I'll try to to throw rings onto the bottles. I'm not going to lie to you. I have won a lot of those 
like little challenges that they uh-huh. give to the masses. Like, hey, can you hang out to this bar for 20 minutes? Like, I've won a lot of those things and they get really mad because they're like, hey, you're not supposed to win. I'm gonna give you the giant. I'm gonna give you the giant inflatable snake. You know? <laughs> okay, okay. I've won an absurd amount of prizes at these carnivals because they're not meant for outliers. But I do not ride the rides ever. You know, you can. You know, you can just buy the toys online. You know, you can just. You know, you can just go into any one of those rides and they'll just fling you into the abyss out of the space chairs. Bro, you know, my favorite ride was it was that it was called Zero Gravity. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's called the Gravitron. And they put you in this machine and start – okay, have you seen the video online of one of those coming apart and throwing people like a 1,000 feet? Hello. Well, oh there is God. one of those. And it just goes – And then all of a sudden it opens up and every person gets thrown into the abyss. That's like you know, my worst crazy. nightmare. So anyways, that was my favorite ride though. But it seems like super unhealthy that they're just like, let's just spin you around at an insane Yeah, they're speed. like, hey, there's no so seatbelts. The there's no seatbelts. Just go lay against the wall. And these things will <laughs> slide up as we go fast. And all of a sudden, in this video, one of them just comes apart at the seams. Like literally every piece opens up and all of the people in it just fly out into nowhere. So did you know that post-COVID that there's like hardly any of those rides in existence anymore? I mean, they still exist, but like there's no carnies around. Yeah, you know why? Because they all fucking went crazy on their machines. Yeah, they all died or something? Nope, they just put their machines on, and it turns out that those people are not trustworthy because they're fucking carnies. Have you ever fucking met a carny like in society? I don't think I have. Yes, actually. I was a bicycle taxi in Austin, and you're, Texas. And you're like, hey, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I'm a carnival yeah. guy. He was like, I tr- and, and I was a guide for an adventure tour company called Trek America, and two different people I met on two separate occasions – one of these guys, I'm not going to out his name, but he was a friend of mine. And he was like, yes, I was a carny and I traveled with the carnival for several years. And everything you've heard about them, it's way worse. They eat well, children. What, is, what? They eat what? I'm just saying, don't trust carnies. Wait, what do they eat? Yeah, you know, small things they find. Rats? Children, whatever, you know, cats. No, be come on, Tony. Be serious with me. All, he, <laughs> ha, he he did not have positive things to say about his carny experience. Well, I've never even heard the bad things. I just know that they're known to be like little tricks. Yeah, you guys. know they like, kidnap people. They fucking just grab you if you're just hanging out, and they take you in the back, and all of a sudden you work for them. It's all true. Wait, that ha- so that's a rumor that they'll just take well, I'm not you and then you starting work from? rumors. I'm just saying, what if that happened? And definitely that'd be bad. Listen, Tones, you didn't even say the guy's name. And I'm not going to accuse carnies of anything because I don't need some circus fair <laughs> to be setting to up outside my house. Be like, hey, we're having a... Yeah, how long is the carny, the carny suicide list? Uh, I don't know what that is. It's like the Clinton suicide list, but just for carnies. Oh, it's 375 years old. Okay, well... Anyways, Tones, so I have to pee pee. Okay. Do you want to keep going? Do you want to just take a break? Are you having fun? I'm having fun, Tones. All right. And then we'll, I'm going to hit pause and we'll take a break. Okay. It's all fun and games as long, until you have a Jurassic Park of your own. <laughs> mm. All right. Let's keep going. Five more minutes. Five. <laughs> okay. It's all I can afford, Tones.
Dude, all right, I got time for about one more question. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's that's just like the subscribe. (laughs) That's just like the please. (sighs) I love the tropes. We have to just nail the tropes. All right, I have time for one more question about the CIA. (laughs) 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 Bro, that's – listen, can I tell you something really funny? Yeah. When we do our live shows, we're going to start out by coming out on stage being – and that's the first thing we're going to say. Okay, I got time for one more question. (laughs) (laughs) We have to do yeah, you do Q and A. If we do, do that more. right off the bat, that's the first thing we say. People will laugh so hard. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for being here. I got time for one more question. <clears throat> mm. All right. Hit record tones. We're already recording, Bubba. I got all oh. that one question stuff. You got what? I got all that. Okay, cool. Every time I uh, talk to you, you're recorded. Because I'm a psyop. You are, Tones. You're you're infected with the mind virus. No, no. I am a psyop. Like, they created me to be a psyop. It's the last time I'm going to warn you. That's what they did with all humans. Every human's a psyop. I have a silver dollar in my hand right now. 1972. Eisenhower. Liberty, Good memories for you. Liberty coin. You ready? Listen to this. You hear that? Yeah. Did you flip it? Yep. Did, did you hear that? Yeah. That's great. Heavy. That's pretty cool. One like silver, silver dollar. <clears throat> My grandfather used to carry this, man, and I carry it now. Did he used to bite it? Was he like, ah, see, it's real? No, no. That's gold. Nope. They don't do that with why, coins. Why people do that? You really want to know? Yeah. Well, because gold is is soft, and and if you if if you want to test something and see if it's pure gold, your teeth will actually make a mark in it. Ah. And so they'd bite it, and they'd be like, "Yeah, that's that that's soft as gold is supposed to be." Real twenty four karat gold is actually really soft. That's yeah, why I've they can pound that. it into like such thin sheets. Yeah, people drink it in vodka. I think that's the dumbest thing in the world. It's not vodka, Tony. It's schnapps, and I do it. It's gold schlager. It's good for you. It cures cancer. Mm. It cures Cranston. <laughs> well, I don't see how that's working out for you. Well, I'm I'm healthy as a Cranston. What are you talking about? Yeah, but it hasn't cured your actual Cranstons. Oh yeah, it has. I'm I'm pure as gold. Okay. Anyways, cut, cut, <laughs> Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's a great line. I'm gonna put that in there. Cut, cut, cut. <laughs> I'm gonna use that a lot. Cut, cut. It's good when you have two co-hosts who are both equally as crazy. Wakanda forever. Exactly my point, Tony. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, uh, there's there's no news. There's no news, Tony. Nothing happened today. Oh my God, that is the best 
opener ever. <laughs> Nick, on the scene, what do you got? There's there's no news. There's no news. <laughs> oh my god, that's definitely gonna open the new episode. There's there's no news. Oh my god, that's great. Well, listen, we're obviously coming to the end. I'm going to kill the recording, and then we can just chat. Okay. I'm going to tell you what the dinosaurs are doing. No, just, just turn it back on, because we're going to have we're gonna talk about funny stuff. All right, well, we got about two more minutes until I turn into a dinosaur. Okay, okay. Does that mean you get drunk? No. I'm not. Listen, I don't drink, Tony. Oh, yeah. I'm not... Some kind of Dennis Miller. Who's that? I don't know. Some guy on TV. Um, did you see the new? Did you see the new tinfoil hat uh, Kardashian video? No. On Instagram. No. Dude, it's so fucking good. It's like supposedly somebody in the Kardashian lineage cast a spell to make all the women incredibly beautiful and destroy every man they're involved with, and then it breaks down. Like Ray J, Kanye, like every man they've ever been involved with, and how they're just being destroyed, and then they, and then it breaks down Bruce Jenner. Oh my gosh! Yeah, dude, dude, it's who, really good. So, how do they? There's evidence of someone casting a spell. Yeah, like they go back to the 1800s, and they're like, "Here's a Kardashian from," because that name is like Kazarian. And they're oh. like, yeah, it makes a lot of sense now, doesn't it? And they're like, hey, this 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 family, you know, supposedly this witch cast a spell a thousand years, a hundred, you know, a Cranston years ago and was like, every man that comes into contact with these women will be destroyed. And if you and then it breaks down every man that's been involved with. <laughs> wow. Uh, I guess we're just waiting on Travis Scott's downfall then. No, man, he's already, like, they, they accuse him of becoming uh, an alcoholic. Well, and he also was, like, accused of murder, essentially, but... Well, it's easy to accuse people of things when they don't know. Well, no, you know about Travis Scott's concert, don't you? Oh, that guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, if you watch the video of him during that concert, he's zonked out and just, like, yeah, zombified. It's so, yeah, it's, like, demonic. So... I mean, yeah, they, they obviously fucked with him. I'm just saying his, like, career hasn't been destroyed or anything. Yeah. Well, he's I, already... I, I'm pretty sure destroyed. pretty sure that concert plays negatively on his career. Huh? Pretty sure that concert is a negative blemish on his career. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big time. I'm just saying. He's not... He's not... You're not like, going to hear from him soon. Anymore. You're not going to hear from him soon. I'll tell you that. That's probably true. You heard it here, here first, folks. <laughs> you got, you got, we got big ears. No more Travis Scott. Look out! When they have dinosaurs and they eat, hope you like dinosaurs. So is the name of this episode just di- like Dino, Dino Dystopia? Do I talk about dinosaurs a lot during this episode? Yeah. I'll probably cut all that out. You know, I edit these heavily. <laughs> Okay, gang, that is it for this week's episode of Dystopia Now. I thought it'd be fun to leave you with some outtakes. So here we have about 10 minutes of outtakes between Nick and I. 
just because we got a little bit serious and heavy in this episode in the beginning, I want to make sure we wind it up on a jovial tone. So enjoy Two Friends Just Being Goofballs, and we will see you next time on Dystopia Now. Welcome to Dystopia Now, uh, Nick and Mav- Maverick. <laughs> you sound so sad. If you honestly try to, okay, do it again and say it correctly. And if you actually sound sad, I'll make it, I'll do something with it that's like funny. You're now listening to the biggest podcast in the world. My name is Lex Friedman. (laughs) I am a robot. I have infused my brain with AI nanoparticles from straight from Ray Kurzweil's fridge. And this is a conversation about Jim Henson, one of my favorite artists that I have ever seen on TV. Thank you for clicking the like button and the subscribe button. Have you ever listened to the intros that Lex does? Yeah, of course, bro. Dude, keep going. I'm definitely going to cut what you just said in with, like, (laughs) just say, you're listening to Nick Hinton and Maverick Matthews on Dystopia now. You're now listening. No, stop, stop, stop being Lex Friedman. Stop being Lex Friedman. Be a fun Nick Hinton, man. Be fun. Like, listen, this is how we fight back. Hey, listen, this is how we fight back, Nick. Elmo is teaching children to poison themselves. This is how we fight back. What did I tell you about Jim Henson? No good. Listen, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> what did I tell you about Jim Henson? No good. I'm going to use that sample for sure. <laughs> Bro, don't take it so seriously. We're doing the Lord's work. Just say, hey. You're listening hey. to Maverick Matthews. Listen, you're listening to Maverick Matthews. You're, hey, you're listening to Nick to Hinton and Maverick Matthews on Dystopia Now. That's all I need. Hey, you're listening to Nick Hinton and Stop, Maverick stop, Maverick. stop. <laughs> stop. You sound okay. fucking wrecked. Do it correctly. Ah, <clears throat> uh, fuck. Okay. Just sound, listen, just sound excited. Like, we're having fun. We're silly gooses. You're listening to Nick Hinton and Maverick Matthews, and this is Dystopia Now. That's all I need. Hey, you're listening to Nick Hinton. No, stop, stop. Count to three. Take a breath. Yeah, this, this that listen, these are called commercials and we have to do them. That's how it works. <sighs> okay, whenever you're ready. Three, two, one. <laughs> Hold on, dude, I just <laughs> Perfect. I almost I almost I almost Hold on. Alright, give me another take. <laughs> give me another take. Three, two, one. Yo, what the fuck is up? You're listening to Dystopia now with Nick Hayden and Maverick Matthews. That was great. Okay, let's do a couple more. <laughs> that was, dude. That was awesome. That was awesome. Do me, do me two more. Do me two more. Bro, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs>
Bro, you can do anything you want. All we have to do is like put like this is how we do it. Like just anything you want. Three, two, one. Hey, you listen to our fucking podcast. It's called Dystopia Now, and it includes me, Nick Hinton, and this other guy named Maverick Matthews. <laughs> this other guy. <laughs> that was great (laughs) okay this one I want you to go really weird on okay I want you to just talk shit and be like I never even heard of this guy (laughs) okay just get get weird with it ready okay 3, 2, 1 hey what's up guys you're listening to Dystopia now with Nick Hinton and this uh, fucking this guy I I don't even know him that well but like he just hangs out in my closet. You know, I kind of just let him rent a room here. His name is Maverick Matthews. He, he's got a lot of problems. But anyways, just give him, you know, just be nice. He's going to say a lot of stupid shit, but just, like, you know, be patient. Uh, hit, make sure to hit the like and subscribe button. And enjoy the show. Follow our Patreon. <laughs> Follow our bank jam. Okay. Let's do one more. And I want you to talk more about yourself because you only talked about me in that one. So, like, just say okay. a couple things about yourself and then you can degrade me as much as you want. Okay. It'd be really funny, actually, if you, like, talked <coughs> talked really big about yourself and then you disrespect me. <laughs> okay. 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 Are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Hey, guys. You're listening to another episode of Dystopia Now with me, Nick Hinton. World famous author, explorer, traveler, esoteric <laughs> expert, ridiculously amazing researcher, and this other, you know, I hardly even know him, but Maverick Matthews, I think that's how you say his name. Uh, he, yeah, he's here with me on the, on the podcast. Okay. Thank you for joining us again. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do one last one. I want you to um, give yourself a couple accolades and then like disparage me. Like give like, you know, like the idea would be you give you three. Ex- all this stuff? No, no, no. Three examples of you and three examples of me. And like you just do it really dry. Okay. Okay. And like if, even if they're negative of me, that'd be still be funny. But okay. just do, just, just do like be, three. Don't yeah, don't don't be emotional at all. Don't like don't don't make like you're thinking thinking of anything. Just talk yeah. about three examples of you, three examples examples of me. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of Dystopia Now. I'm your host Nick Hinton. I am a researcher, a world famous author, also a podcaster, an artist, a musician. And my co-host here is with me today, Maverick Matthews. He's divorced. Uh, he's homeless, kind of. He's borderline homeless. And, um, yeah, he, I don't know, I don't think he has a job either. So, anyways, thank you for listening to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. I know you're getting in the mindset. You're just not getting the mindset. Let's do one more because I'm going to do these for you. Right. Okay. 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 You know, I'm gonna do opposite ones of you, and we'll play them against each other. It'll be really funny. Okay. Ready? Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. This is this is really good. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Three, 
two, one. Welcome back to another episode of Dystopia Now. I'm your host, Nick Hinton. I am a world-class researcher, a world-famous artist, poet, musician, most importantly, an esoteric and occult author. And today with me, as always, is fucking Maverick Matthews. He is just like this crazy guy that always begs me for money and, you know, asks me for shouts out on Twitter. And uh, he asked me to do this podcast with him. So uh, that's what we're doing today. Um, anyways, if you want to, you know, give Maverick like a few bucks for like a ham sandwich or something, there's a, there'll be a link in the description. Um, thank you for joining us again. <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> okay. Okay, you ready? I'm gonna do. Some, I'm gonna do some just so you can hear me do some. Ready? Okay. Goddamn, this is gonna be brutal. Isn't this fun? Yeah. This is fun. Ready? Here we go. <clears throat> Three, two, one. Hey guys, thank you for tuning into Dystopia Now. I am your host, Maverick Matthews. Uh, as you know, I'm the host of Pepper for Your Steak podcast, Hollywood Extraordinaire. And my co-host is Nick Hinton, schizophrenic, jailbird, total societal reject. I am glad that you appreciate both of us as equals. And I can't wait for you to donate to this podcast at maverickmatthews.com or at Nick Nick Double N Hinton on Twitter. Go there. Generate revenue for us. Because we are both societal rejects and degenerates. Thank you for being here. It's okay. We could do better. Yeah, you can. You gotta do do a few more. What's your Twitter? N i c k h i n t o n n. Double N. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here we go. My name is. Blazes Trent Granson. <laughs> Hold on, let's try again. You're listening to Cranston Radio, brought to you by MaverickMatthews.com, and my co-host today is homeless necrophiliac Nick Hinton. I hope you donate to us at www.maverickmatthews.com. Select the tip jar and donate no less than 10,000 dinares. And if you wish to follow Nick, the sepulchre underlinguature on Instagram or Twitter at Nick, W-N-I-T-T-O-N-N, not a coin dropping, go there. Thank you. Come on, Tony, you got better than that. No, man. What I want to do is weirdness. I'm gonna record them later. That's all. Okay. All the, like I always do the commercials later. I'm tired. I'm just as tired as you are, Tone. You crushed it though. You did some really good stuff. That was Thank really you, funny. Bro. I love you, buddy. Hold oh, on. I'm switching. I'm switching off the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> 